Hello, my name is Asma, and the, my favorite color to wear is burgundy. Burgundy, cool. Hello, my name is Aisha, and my favorite color to wear is like, generally brown these days. Yeah. I've never seen you wear brown. Asma, that's not true. I was wearing a brown coat today when we went. Oh, right. No, that's, exactly. not, that's beige. Fine, guys, it's beige. But beige is the color that I like, like wearing. Like dark beige. Yes, thanks, which is not, brown. Not like khaki. Khaki is a color? I think it, uh, it's... You, when you think of khaki, you can associate a color with it, don't you? I associate the color green. Oh, okay. I associated the color beige-ish, <laughs> but a light beige. <laughs> but you're wearing like a dark beige. <laughs> Which is also brown. Beige. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Well, also, so what is this? What, why are we here? What is All the meaning right, of life? You are listening to Car <laughs> Chit Chats, a podcast where we discuss different media we have come across in our thoughts on them. Oh yeah, we usually have spoilers in the podcast, so just be aware of that. What are we talking about today, Aisha? Yes, so today we're talking about a uh, little speech made by this guy called Elaine. It's De- little? It was little. It wasn't seven hours long, Osmo. We need to remember these things. So it was a little speech. It was very long. But, uh, a good, a good long, a good, a good timed speech. Look, well, we'll, we'll, we'll open up a poll, okay? What do you guys think is long, and what do you think is little? Hmm. So that, it it's was an, an hour, hour long. long, so it didn't. So an hour long. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, exactly. Ha, an hour ha, long. Ha. So you can't call it. Little. Yeah, but you can say minute long. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, it was a little speech done by this. A uh, guy who is a researcher and a philosopher. His name is Elaine de Botton. Um, how you would pronounce that if you read it would be Elaine de Botton with an button. N. Like button. Yeah, button but with an O hmm. in both vowel spaces. Yeah, so he did this um, uh, little speech at a literary festival in England and they recorded it and they put it on um, the... The YouTube channel that he runs called the School of Life. So it's really interesting. He is. I, I think a lot of people have come across the School of Life yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, he was. He's the founder of the School of Life, and yeah, so he was. He was giving a, a speech about emotional education, and um, when I listened to this, I thought it was really insightful. I thought it taught me a lot about. A lot of different things made me, gave me a lot of uh, substance to think about, and I recommended it to Asma, and we thought it'd be a cool idea to, you know, make like a podcast episode about it. So, uh, <laughs> yes, here we are. Um, but before that, Asma, is there anything you'd like to share from the week, or, or just how are you doing, Asma, this week? Well, um, I've been doing, I could probably be doing better, Yes. Um, so in the last couple of days. Uh, you could call it a breakdown, a bit of a breakdown, a bit of a, um, an existential crisis where I am just questioning everything. Well, what is the point of life? All that stuff. Um, and I guess I a big thing that Elaine de Bourdon talks about. <laughs> Elaine. Of Elaine. Yes. <laughs> Elaine de Bourdon. <laughs> What is the meaning behind that? Well, yeah, look, exactly. Explain look, yourself. I know you want to you want to say how it's spelled. I know you do. You're just pretending like you want to say the way it's actually said because you've listened to like people say well, it, and you think it's so cool. No, it's because of the trauma that I've been through. When people didn't pronounce my name the way it's supposed to be pronounced. <gasps> I'm sorry, guys. I don't bring these things up much. It's just too traumatic for me. Okay. Uh, continue. Continue. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. One of the big things that Elaine talks about is self knowledge. And I think that if I... So, okay, one of the big issues that uh, I guess has been really bothering me in the past couple of days is just trying to figure out whether I want to do medicine or not, whether I want to be a surgeon or not, whether I want to be a doctor or not. And I, the, the answer that always pops up is I don't know. So Elaine talks a lot about self-knowledge. And he says that, you know, a person can really, really um, benefit from knowing themselves and really trying to get to know themselves, which is a rare thing to to, to, to think about. Most people don't really um, think about whether I know myself or not, because people just generally think, you know, I'm me, so obviously I know myself. But if I knew myself, then I would have an answer. I would have an answer. I would say yes, or I would say no. So it's really interesting, and I would really like to implement 
the, the this this concept of trying to get to know yourself better and I think that the how I was upset and everything in the past couple of days or week it, I think this issue probably wouldn't have been there or it would have been less less disturbing um, if I did know myself better yeah. yeah yeah I think when he says know yourself it's generally more about how the, sh- the events that happened in your life when you were younger shaped you Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if that, if that's something that you're hoping to figure out more about yourself, how would you go about doing that? Would you say? Um. So another thing he talked about was that you need more time to think. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. In this day and age, you have much less time to think because you try to avoid thinking about things because you want to exp- escape that bad stuff. Um. So what I would try to do is I would intentionally just sit somewhere without anything and Mm. and just think it through because i even though it sounds really bad this issue has been affecting me throughout the entire day or like issues have been you know making me feel upset and bad throughout the entire day for multiple days but i've never actually just sat down and tried to fix it i kind of just thought oh you're so stupid for being you know like this why are you so upset about this why is it bothering you so much you should just have an answer to say yes or no or just stop thinking about it that way i didn't actually try to figure things out so that's what i'll try to do perhaps today i'll just spare maybe 30 30 minutes to just sit down and think these think things through mm. yeah yeah that's a good idea mm. yeah hopefully you you get to where you want to be yes yes okay. um something for my week is i baked a cake and i failed let's continue with oh. the, with the podcast <laughs> oh guys i tried to make a cake okay i didn't put it in a water bath that's what i was supposed to do with the cake i didn't do it and so the top part of it was nice and uh, everyone shoved it down their throats uh, in a way to prevent me from crying um but the bottom of it was just disgusting so we had to throw it away did you have some yeah yeah it was nice oh, okay. it wasn't it wasn't horrible but then how was it disgusting the bottom of, oh the bottom of it yeah also it just looked bad it was oh. like jelly it was i don't did even you know try what it was some? no I, I can't bring myself look i care about myself too much to like not give myself food that doesn't look good and i know it's not like you could touch it and you're like okay there's something wrong with this curly so yeah it was funny because the next day, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do better next time, guys. Uh, yeah. And everyone was trying to be really, really uh, 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 kind because I think they were very uh, worried that it would hurt my ego because apparently I think I do have a high ego. So I think you guys were being particularly gentle. Yeah, because the thing is, when I came downstairs, I didn't know you were breaking a cake, but I came downstairs and Abu was like, oh, Asma, you've got some competition now. Someone's going to make a better cake than yours. And I was like, well, I don't, I really don't care about that stuff. But, um, you know, he, he said that and I'm like, oh, I, I really do hope it ends up good. <laughs> it's going to hurt her so much. Um, because it's really funny. Like, for example, if Asma makes a crappy cake, everyone makes fun of her. Yeah. But when I made a cake, it was like, oh, I shared so cute. I'm like, what the heck? This tells me that I have, like, an ego problem, clearly. Otherwise, they would, like, smack me on the backside of my head, you know? Mm. They'd be like, what the heck? What is this yeah, trash Yeah, waste, we're wasting food, dude. Exactly. None of them were like, oh, you... Except me. She was a bit like, yo, like, yeah. eggs are expensive. What the heck? Yeah. Um, but, like, everyone was like, oh, it's okay. So, it's good, Aisha. It's very good. Yes, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, these people lying to my face. They care so much about me. Or, I don't know, they care about... What, what like what would have happened if you had just told me the cake was crap? Because it was. You'd feel horrible. Oh, thanks. People care so much. So why do people make fun of you, but they don't make fun of me? Um, because I make it more often. I make cakes more often. So yeah, cause yeah, you don't make them. You don't make them very often, right? So you would expect there's more chances of you. Succeeding? Yeah, Aspa. You're trying to exactly. No, I don't. I, honestly, I don't really know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there is a bit of a. I think I, I have a bit of an ego problem, or like I like to think I'm superior, or something like that. So you, you guys probably like, oh, if we, if we express to her that her cake actually is crap, she may blow at us or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was, um, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, but it was funny because the next day, um, Abu brought cornflakes and he's like oh yeah i got you some special k 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought he said something like special cake. And I thought he said that he bought me cake mix to express how bad my uh. cake was so I could use the cake mix to make the cake. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was really funny, but then I realized that it was special cake and I was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, but it's it's really interesting though because I feel like the way, yeah, there was a difference. Have you seen that in any other aspect, though? I've seen it in the siblings. So, for example, when Ahmed made those cookies, mm. we very, very blatantly made fun of him. Or maybe it was, oh, crap, that was just me making yeah, fun of him. Yeah, no, I wouldn't oh, do that to him oh, at all. Oh, that's it. I have a problem. <laughs> no, maybe you're just more comfortable saying that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I, I'm not really comfortable saying that kind of stuff. But I think that's just me with everyone in general. Because... I don't think it's a good thing either because I honestly seriously believe that I it is not my business to tell people anything negative. <laughs> so, you know, if even if I have a partner or something in the future and he gets his hair dyed and it to me doesn't look good, there I would never I would never say, you know, this looks really bad on you. I would never do give something like that and i think it's really it's it's kind of bad in that way because you're not telling them the truth you're not telling them how you feel like a lot of people say something like oh you know uh this person is my best friend because she's always honest with me she would always tell me if something looks good on me or mm, something doesn't mm, look good on me yeah. i can i i don't think i have ever been that person and yeah. i don't think i will ever be that that person yeah. i just don't feel comfortable saying this kind of mm-hmm. stuff yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you, if you, for example, if you decide to have kids in the future, I'm sure they would appreciate that though. Being told, not like you know, if for example they they make cookies and they're black, mm. and because they're burnt, mm. um, I'm sure they would appreciate if you didn't go with that. What, what, what have you done? What yeah, you done? I think they would appreciate that. I think, like, because people already know, don't they? Yeah, they. Yeah, generally, yeah. People, people know. For I knew, I knew the cake was bad. Yeah. Um, I knew that the top wasn't that bad. So mm. you were like, "Oh, it's it's nice." Abu was like, "It's nice." Abdullah was like, "It's nice." Uh, just, just being so gentle, like. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so I guess there's a good, there's good and bads to it. And if that's something that you see, if you feel you can't really change about yourself, then that's, that's how it is. I probably could, but I. Yeah, I really don't want to. Mm. Because if, for example, let's go back to that partner situation. That that person dyed their hair and they came and, you know... It, and they didn't express any negativity about it. And that means they like it. Yeah, yeah. And we're all so different. We're all such different people. If someone likes it, I don't like it. It's their life. Yeah, yeah. So Makes there's sense. also that that, yeah. that factor that comes in where I just say, you know, it's it's it's... If they like it, that's that's them. Mm-mm. If it's something about me, and they dislike it, and I like it, then obviously I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna change it because mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, so going back to like the the way people react to the cake, I think maybe maybe you're more, you have a more comfortable relationship with everyone in the family compared to me because I'm I'm more introverted when it comes to the family. I think compared to you, that's what Ami says. Yeah. Um, but I think you talk to everyone more, though. Oh, compared to you. Hmm. Oh, I, I talk to Abdullah more, I think. You talk to Abu more as well, I think. Oh, really? But maybe they've... Because, yeah, I feel like... I do think if you made a bad cake, they would be comfortable... Like, you wouldn't mind at all, right? If they Yeah, because I'd know. Yeah. I'd know it's bad. Yeah. Um, But, like, my cake was pretty bad. Mm. But no one made fun of me for it. Hmm. But they would ama- they would make fun of you for it. Mm. So I, like, I'm just really curious. Like, why is that there? So I thought maybe it's because of that. Because maybe the relationship you have with the family is more sort of comfortable. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I feel like I feel like there's something wrong with me. No, I honestly think it might be because I just make more cakes. If I if I make more cakes, you know, a lot of the cakes I make are really really good, right? And then when it doesn't happen, there's like what. Ah, right. Why? Mm. Like, mm. what? Mm. You, we know you can do better. Mm. Mm. Why did you do this? Whereas with you, you haven't made a lot of cakes. They don't know how good you are. And they don't know how bad you are either. So, the, it, you know, this is the first time you've... I don't know if it's the first time you've made cake, but this is the first time I can remember you've made the cake. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they don't. I don't think they want to judge based off of just this cake. Yes, yes. So they're just like, oh, yeah, hmm. 
<laughs> but they know my potential. Yes. And so when I don't do well, there's like, what the heck? What is this? Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Okay, cool. So I don't have an ego problem. No. And no, it's not so like people are afraid of me. That if they make fun of me, then I'll like be upset and wreck the house and stuff. No, Nothing I don't think like that. that. Okay. Cool. But yes, I need to look into myself. <laughs> Try to figure out if I have an ego problem. I don't even know what ego means. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Use a different word then. Thinking very highly of myself, I think, is what ego is. So if someone, if you know, for example, if you're walking down the street and you slip and fall, that's gonna. Because you think highly of yourself, everyone's gonna think you're a loser at that second. Hmm. So you're gonna. It'll hurt your ego. Ah. I think that's what it is. Okay. Yes. Now, yes, I, I might be completely wrong. Anyway, so let's go on to um, emotional, emotional education. education. So, mm-hmm. how have we decided to talk about this also? Well, we have divided. Uh, yeah, so he talks about a bunch of things, but we have decided uh, to divide the entire lecture speech into three main themes. themes. Mm. So, that's society, um, relationships, or friendships. And then the last one is self-knowledge or knowing yourself. So yep. we'll start with society and some of the concepts that he has talked about society. Would you like to talk about the first one, Aisha? Okay. Okay, so something um, that Elaine talks about is the concept of job snobbery. Where basically, uh, you know, you... when peop- So there's a very major concept in, our, in today's day and age where when a person... A person will ask you, what do you do? When you tell them, they will base their whole perception of who you are on that one thing. Yep. Um, and this is a really, really prevalent thing in our society. And you know, it's um, it's not the be- it's not a good thing in our society because what it does is, you know, you're able to categorize people into very sort of specific sections. Yeah. Someone tells you they're a doctor, you immediately have respect for them. Mm. They may be the most horrible person in the world, mm-hmm. but you have respect because they're a doctor. Okay, yeah. fine. And they might have, you know, for example, they might have become a doctor through a really, like, bad university that actually isn't accredited or anything, and they just call themselves a doctor. Yeah, so. yeah, or they got, like, a, you know, like a, a degree, they purchased a degree or something mm-hmm. like that, and so it's just, just in the name. It's mm-hmm. not, they're not actually a doctor. Um, you, But nonetheless... Doctor, okay, you will have a high regard for them, massive, massive respect for them. Um, while on the other hand, if someone tells you they work at Coles or McDonald's, you will not have a lot of respect for them. Um, and this is just based off of their job title. It's not based off of the sort of hardships they have gone through in life. Maybe the person is working at McDonald's because they have to feed their family because their father died, something like that. And maybe they were actually studying medicine but then their father died and they had to you know bail that and uh, support you never know so um it's this issue that we have like there's a problem in society where we base a lot of our you know we we tie like the um we tie people's self-worth in their jobs or the things they do Mm -hmm. um and so i think and i think this is really prevalent in like our culture like a, the brown culture yeah right because i because i'm studying pharmacy i didn't really want to study pharmacy mm-hmm. but i was and and obviously at some point i realized that i wanted to study it but for a majority of it people were pushing it down my throat because and and the, when i when i would like say you know what's what's the point like what why is it they a lot of times they would say something like oh you know um i, I wanted to be a teacher so i was like what's so wrong in being a teacher and a lot of people said to me listen all the people around you, all the cousins, you see all your siblings and stuff, they're going to go and get science degrees. They are going to go and become doctors and pharmacists and, and nurses and like and, and work in the, you know, the, the healthcare industry. Um, how will you feel if you are the only person there who teaches at a school? Hmm. You know, this is something that they said. Yeah. And I was like, why does that... Why does it matter? Why does that matter? Yeah. Um, and so... From that perspective, you can see that a lot of sort of that respect, self-worth, dignity is is tied to the job title, um, the, job title. the career. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is something that I have realized as a fault in myself, because mm-hmm. when I'm at work, there are some girls at work that I talk to occasionally because, you know, we work together um, and I don't know what they study. And every time I see them, I'm like, OK, today I'm going to ask them what they study, but I'm never able to just because I feel like. It's not really a worthwhile question. 
or I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really, I don't know why I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable asking them this question, but I just don't, I just, I can't bring myself to ask this question. Um, <clears throat> and I, after watching this sort of lecture, it made me realize that, oh, the reason why you want to ask this question is because you knowing what they're studying will allow you to have a very quick snapshot of what kind of person they are. Yeah. When really that's not true. Yeah. That's really not true. Like for example, if someone was studying law, I would immediately think that they are someone who's very well read. Mm. Um, they work, work really hard. They, um, must be good at speaking. They, uh, you know, they, they did a lot of like hard classes in school. I would assume all these, but none of them have to be true. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting to listen to the talk and then realize within myself that, oh, the reason why I was doing, I was trying to figure out why, what they're studying is because, um, yeah. Mm. So it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just building onto that, he said to provide, to prevent this from, from, to prevent this from happening. When someone asks you, what do you do? Or a question related to that. You shouldn't talk about your career. You shouldn't reply with... What, what you actually what you do in terms of your job um but you should actually well like, he said that you should reply by telling them something negative about yourself right or something you regret something you're ashamed of yeah why do you think he said that i i don't know if i completely agree with that though okay so he, he had a basis obviously he said that um, for example, most people, when they ask you, what do you do? It's, it's when they're trying to develop a friendship or start a new relationship yes. in some, in some way or form because they want to get to know you. Obviously he said that the only way to develop a friendship is through sharing relatedness and sharing, um, your regrets, your sh- things you're ashamed of, your turmoils, because yeah, that's how you relate to people. And that's what actually forms friendships so when someone asks you what do you do you should share something with them that shows that you're not perfect and that shows that you're a normal human being who struggles and you know it maybe doesn't love their job or there's there's something not tied to their job maybe yeah that they're not tied to their job no i think so i don't think it's like that someone asks you what do you do and you respond with oh um I ran over my cat yesterday, so, you know, this is my life. Hmm. No, I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying when you meet someone and when you initiate the conversation, you should ask them, so what is something that you're ashamed of? Something that you're sad about? Hmm. Um, But then, honestly, I don't think it's sustainable to do that sort of thing because no one's gonna, like, when you meet them for the first time, I don't think there aren't many people out there that are actually going to, you know, just really immediately go, oh, yeah, I'll tell you my deepest regrets. Yeah. No one's going to do that. No. Um, I think the the minimalists, so the min- like these other people I follow, the th- what they sort of expressed as a strategy was something that appealed more to me. So, for example, when someone asks you what you do, don't tell them about what you work, what where you work. Tell them some other fact about you. So, for example, if you ask me, what do you do? I would say something like, oh, you know, I hang out with my friends. I um I go to the park occasionally. I have a barbecue with my family, and it'll put them on edge a little bit because they'll yeah. be like, "That's not what I asked." But it it might make them think of, "Well, do I really need to know what he's what this person is doing for work?" You know, why do I base my whole perception of them on this? And then from there, once you establish that these these are the hobbies of the person, this is what they like doing, um, and stuff like that, then you can sort of ask, "So, you know, is there?" What sort of turmoil would you like to share with me? But then even that, I feel like this is something that comes quite later yeah. on in a in a friendship or a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did say, though, that, you know, he, he's not saying that small talk is a bad thing. And, it, you know, it, it, it does definitely form a foundation. Things to talk about. But he really focused on these things. Maybe he's just saying... He, he's just giving you an easier way to, be, to become friends. Like, because I, I don't think... Like, for example, if I ask you, how do you make friends? I don't think you would have a very set answer. I think he gives you a very set answer of how people actually become friends. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier for people, maybe in a way. So maybe the next time I try to become, and I try to be, become friends with someone, you know, I would start with the small talk and everything. But when I, um, yeah, I, I would maybe try to bring up the vul- our vulnerabilities quicker. Yeah. Um, and I think that is sort of how you become. 
like the deepest friendships you have are the ones in which you both have shared vulnerabilities about you um but it's not easy to get to that stage yeah. first of all second of all do you really want to like this is something that do you really want to be at that stage with a lot of people in your life because mm. i'm i'm relatively happy with like the very small amount of friends i have i don't really want to share all my laments with a lot of people mm. i don't really want those deep friendships as much mm. i think at least mm. i'm happy with the four friends i have yeah i would say yeah <clears throat> so it's like I think he was just trying to express to us that you don't people will not you will not get respect you know care from people if you try to become friends with them by being rich or having like a really big job or a cool job or being cool you will develop real friendships if you are vulnerable and you express to people you know the ways in which you suffer because everyone suffers and everyone likes being related in that way I would say Yeah, but, uh, uh, well, okay. I th- if we if we compare this to school or if we um put this concept to the test at school. For me, I think spreading the negativity in order to relate with with people was the worst thing I could do. Yeah. It made me feel <clears throat> so much worse than I would originally be feeling. Like, for example, you know, I have a test the next day or have an exam the next day. I come and sit with a bunch of my friends. They're all saying, you know, oh, I watched I watched so much Netflix yesterday, they didn't study at all. Uh, um, and another pers- person was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I just I just studied the entire night and I didn't get any sleep, you know. And all that negative, so much negative things. But they're all like, yeah, ha, 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 it's so funny. They're all relating and everything. Uh, we're, we're all such losers and jerks, and, you know, they're relating in that, all that stuff. And they're forming friendships that way. They definitely are. I can see that they're... While I'm sitting there in that group, I can see that they're relating to each other more. They're they're, they're building more connections with each other than I am with them. <laughs> But I would I preferred it that way because I didn't want to dive into that negativity. Negativity. Maybe I guess yeah. I guess so. I agree with the concept. You know, relating to each other and. Um, Maybe diving into that vulnerability and negativity helps build friendship, but do you really need that friendship? You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, but well, when it says about when it's what he means by negative, I don't think it's about like the you know the, the thing that happened yesterday. I think it's about like oh, my dad, my my father passed away when I was very young. Yeah, and yeah. that really. Yeah, but I think this also does it. Oh, okay. Yeah, even small things. <laughs> They're also <laughs> things that help. <laughs> friendships yeah but i mean i agree with you i don't really like doing it as well mm. i don't think it's productive mm-hmm. i guess you could say mm-hmm. um it doesn't help me become a better person it yeah. just helps me feel more validated about the ways i haven't been good yeah been yeah or or achieved my full potential yeah. as i would have liked to yeah so yeah it's a, it's a bit I, like i agree with what he says but I, it's a bit hard to implement it i would say maybe or i don't really want to implement it yeah yeah say. so okay so maybe a conclusion we can come to with this is that you need to think about your goal are you trying to become more social or are you trying to become a better person are you what are you trying to do and depending on that you should choose if you want to make more friends then you you have to relate to them right and this is one way to relate to them if you want to become a better person for yourself perhaps this wouldn't not be the best way to go about things <laughs> or maybe um if you want if you don't want to become more social you want to be you want to become a better person you want to have a couple of people that you really really that you're really good friends with then yeah you go even more into that you know more you really share your regrets really share your traumas and things but i mean i do think it might be healthy to share not like the more superficial stuff which is like oh i You know, I binge watched something yesterday. Or I ate a whole tub of ice cream. I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, I think it is worthwhile to share like the deeper, like the, the the actual things that really brought you unhappiness or sadness in your life. Yeah. Um, big things that are bothering you. Yeah. Um, I th- I think that is a good way to make friends, or at least develop more intimate friendships, or even help yourself. You know, mm. get a clearer mind. Mm mm Yeah. All right. Another concept that i'd like to talk about is this idea that we live in 
a world. We live in a meritocracy. Now, what is a meritocracy? A meritocracy is a world in which there's no luck. Everything is based off of hard work. The people who work hard, they deserve to get to the top, so they are at the top. The people who don't work hard, they deserve to be at the bottom, so they are failures. They are not. Yeah, people. So people who are successes are successes they because deserve they deserve it because they worked really hard for it, and the opposite as well. And I honestly really, really believed in this whole concept, and it hit me really hard when it didn't turn out to be that way. Because I thought at, throughout year 12, I, when I think of this concept, I just think of year 12 and just school in general. I thought if I worked hard enough, I would get into medicine. If I worked hard enough, I deserve to be there and I'll get there. And I worked hard. Oh my god, I worked so hard. And I didn't even get close to it. And I, I, I just beat myself up because I just thought, you know what, you, you didn't work hard enough. But then just a couple of months ago, Abu talked about this whole thing where there's luck there's luck you know luck is a thing and you may not have have gotten in not because you didn't work hard enough but maybe because you had to travel three hours a day hmm. maybe because you your family your parents your parents didn't create a foundation for you in the past or maybe they didn't tend, uh, send you to tuitions and everything that might have allowed you to go to the top Maybe it was your mother who wasn't feeling well throughout the year that made you feel this way. It made made you not succeed. It's so many factors. And I never thought about those. I thought, no, it's it's if I worked hard enough, I should get it. That's how the that's how the world should work. And I've never believed in luck. And I, I don't think I still don't think I believe in luck, but I I, I saw you know that people I, I worked harder than some, than some people but they ended up getting a better results they ended up being more successful at the end of yeah at the end of the year so he says that you know thinking that we live in a meritocracy can be really detrimental and i i'd say that that was a perf- I, I i i think that example was perfect in that way that it was really really it hit me really hard when I felt that I deserved to be at the top because I worked really hard, but it didn't happen. And so I, it just hit me that, you know, you just didn't work hard enough. No, you did not deserve it. You didn't deserve it. You should have been awake all night. You should have had, you should have had coffee like seven times a day, dude. But it's not like that. It's not about that. It does have to do a lot with your surroundings. It, had, it has to do with luck as well. Just a lot of those things. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, you know, when you, when you think of people at the bottom... When you see people that are not doing well for themselves, struggling with their classes or getting into drugs and all that sort of stuff, it's maybe it's not fair yeah. to say that oh you know you deserve this yeah. because guess what mm-hmm. if you really wanted to get if you really wanted to do well mm. then you would have just worked hard and yeah. gotten there. Yeah. Why you know why is it like this? Um, so yeah, I think realizing that you know the the idea of a meritocracy is, is beautiful. I think because. Mm. Anyone who works hard yeah. can get to the top. Yeah. It's, it's not, fair. It's very fair. Yeah, it's fair, but it's not. That's not realistic. reality. Is it's yeah, not realistic. it's not realistic at all, um, because it doesn't take into account all the extraneous variables that mm-hmm. are there, mm-hmm. um, that are present in our in, in this world and will always be present. I think uh, you you may be a gifted child when you were young, but then you develop depression. Yeah, that's it. Done. Yeah. How how are you supposed to get out of that and continue? Or, or get to the same potential that you were with with the, with depression mm-hmm. um because it's a serious condition it, it, and you know it can it can really be hard i i i wouldn't know but i'm like you know i can i can sympathize with people um so yeah yeah another thing you could think about one thing about meritocracy i think it's just adding to what you said as well for example if i think about my business class from last year there were students in the business class who were not doing well in terms of sacks and everything. They weren't doing very well. And I always had a slightly negative connotation towards them because I thought, you know, if you worked hard, you can get the good results because they complained as well that, no, I got this, it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. If you just did the work, you would have gotten there. But I never considered, you know, what their family was like, what, what their situation was like, what the things that are going, they're going through. How much time they have to study. All that stuff. Yeah. I never considered that. And again, if if the world was fair, like in meritocracy, then yeah, that nothing would have stopped them from studying. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, from that perspective, I guess, 
realizing this helps us understand that we really shouldn't be judging other people. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't, you know... You, without knowing. Yeah, without knowing. Um, And this also ties with the whole, what do you do, right? Yeah. Um, You tell someone that... Yeah, exactly. You you have no idea what they've been through to get to where they are. And I'm sure they tried their hardest, but it just didn't work mm-hmm. because of whatever circumstance. Mm-hmm. Life isn't fair to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we really shouldn't be judging unless we actually know what yeah. they've gone through and... Yeah. And if they really do actually don't deserve the things that they have mm-hmm. or didn't get mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So I think I'd just like to understand because he said this is the world we don't live in. He didn't say he didn't tell us what is the world we actually live in. What what do we live in a world where luck is a real thing? Do we live in a world where things are random, that things aren't fair? I I feel like we live in a world in which all of us have some unfair advantages. And some people... Unfair advantages. Yes. Because... Or disadvantages. Or both. Unfair. um, Unfair advantages. We have disadvantages as well, but we also have advantages. For example, your classmate Mm. lives next to the school. Mm. You know, wakes up at 8... Full full amount of sleep, like really good sleep. Walks to school, goes home, takes a shower, is able to study because yeah. there's no burden. Yeah. Um, you have to travel three hours every day mm-hmm. to get to school. Mm-hmm. That's an unfair advantage that he has. Yeah. There was nothing that in your power, you did nothing to cause yourself to be this way. traveling yeah, three hours. Absolutely. So you have he or she has this unfair advantage, mm-hmm. just like you have an unfair advantage where. You always have internet in your house. Yeah. Okay, you have a you have a room, you you have a heater, you have literally anything you could possibly want, you have all of that. Some people don't have that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they, they're not able to get the grades they want just because they don't have that unfair advantage that you have. Mm-hmm. So this is just the kind of world we live in. No, you you can't live in a world where everyone has the same advantages and disadvantages, I would say. Yeah. We're all too different. There's different socioeconomic classes. And, and I think... Not that I know that much about, like, Marxism or communism and where everyone gets the equal stuff. I don't think even there, you know, having a society like that does, also does not allow you to have a similar thing to everyone else. Um, also, we live in a world, um, competition is a very prevalent thing in the world mm-hmm. and will always be, I think. Mm-hmm. And that will always put some people at an advantage and some people at a disadvantage, I think. How? So, isn't competition... Fair. The people who do the most, who are able to, you know, who are able to do the best, go to the top. Yeah, but then why are they able to do the best? Because maybe they have certain things that allow them to do the best. When if you're one, if you, anyone you talk to has the same goal of wanting to get into medicine, right? Mm. Anyone who wants to get into medicine has the same goal of wanting to get into medicine. It's the thing is that they do differently. Um, maybe through their things that are in control of them. Or, as well as things that are not in control of this, for example, how much money they have to get tuitions or, or to get study for UCAT and stuff like that. Mm. Right? Mm. These, these are all things that they have. Mm. So different people have unfair advantages. And so they're able to succeed in this competition because they have these things. Okay. I think a lot of those, the unfair advantages, uh, particularly some of the ones you have mentioned, quite a few of them have to do with money i think rich people do you think have a bit more of those fair advantages unfair advantages definitely um it, it doesn't mean they don't have any unfair disadvantages yeah. thing you know you know some people might have mental illnesses traumatic experiences and everything but maybe one of the ways to have those because okay we've accepted that the world isn't fair Right? In order to live a better life, you would want to have more of those unfair advantages. Right? Because you'll get more of what you want. And maybe that that's where money is an important factor. Yeah. Yeah. I could say. Yeah. Like, for example, I don't think we'd be here because of how... how because of the unfair advantages that Abu had. Where our grandfather had the money to spend it. And to, to send him to America. Right? I, I, maybe a lot of Abu's friends wanted to do the same thing. They would want to go to... America to study, but their fathers or their care, their guardians didn't have the money. So in that way, money really, really had a huge impact on all of us. So maybe we should strive to be more rich. 
Actually, no. We should strive to manage our money better. Because that's something that everyone can achieve. Not everyone can achieve being rich. Not oh, sorry. Not everyone can achieve being in a job that pays a lot of money. But everyone can learn how to manage their money so that they spend it less. They but then no, no, you can't. Well, yeah, maybe in Australia that's true. It's not applicable throughout the entire world. Yeah, so. that is true. And you know, some people they they the the amount they. make it so less yeah. that they're not actually able yeah. to manage it yeah. um yeah but what can you do for those people you can't encourage them to get more high-paying jobs they would they would do that if they could yeah right? yeah exactly they would if they could okay yeah if we just look at australia then money managing money it's it's something that could give you a lot of unfair advantages yes you allow you to benefit from society Yeah. Okay. Well, Aisha, you manage money really, really, yes, really, yes. really, 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 really well. I don't manage that well, but yes, yes, you I manage do really, manage really, 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 really well. Fine. Oh, Aisha manages money so well, guys. You oh. guys should really, really ask her oh. how how she does it. Oh. So, can you give us some pointers, please? No, it's just a very long, ba- a big. Plan. Yeah, like, we just have to. I mean, how much time do we have? No, okay. Look, I mean, just, just spend less. Follow the twenty, thirty, fifty rule, okay? And and give yourself the so the twenty, thirty, fifty rule is fifty percent of your salary mm. you use to spend on important things. Thirty percent of it you use on the things you really want to, like clothes, nice restaurants, whatever. Twenty percent of it you put aside yeah. in savings. Yeah, and you just keep on doing that day yeah. in day out. Like, mm-hmm. com- what I did instead. Was fifty percent I put in my savings? Yeah. Twenty percent I put aside to enjoy. Thirty percent I put aside for like whatever. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because because I live with my parents, I don't spend. I don't need to spend any money because mm-hmm. they pay for my food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So technically, eighty percent of my wealth was going towards saving, and I was just spending twenty percent of it. Mm-hmm. So that way, I was able to save up a lot of money. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. And so you know, it is different. Power, whatever. Yeah, is it, it? It is different when you're living alone, right? Yeah. yeah. But you can still implement the same strategy. Yeah. You could put ten percent of your sa- savings, uh, salary aside every single every every fortnight, and you would generate a good amount. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, pretty much just have a proportion of your money that you're you're, you're putting to saving savings every time you get a paycheck. Um. Also, have goals for your money. You know. Like having a goal to save aside a specific amount for your emergency fund in case you need to quit. Having a goal to save set aside a specific amount because you want to put it into investments. Having money goals and also having patience because it takes time. Yes, you can't earn a thousand dollars overnight mm-hmm. or ten thousand dollars, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I should earn a hundred thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, guys, I'm like filthy rich, filthy, filthy rich, very rich, Mister. No. Okay. How many unfair advantages do you have then? You have so many unfair advantages, man. But then that's not right because they're fair. Because you save the money. Yes, I worked hard for it. Yeah, that's the thing. So it is meritocracy, man. But but no no, it is unfair because the degree that I'm doing allowed me to get a job that pays higher than most people. Okay, most, I think. I'm not sure. I don't talk to that many people. Like for example, I'll, I'll just be honest, right? I earn like around. I don't earn twenty dollars. I earn around twenty dollars, so that could be up or down, right? I earn around twenty dollars hmm. every every per hour, right? Mm-hmm. The people that I was working alongside, they were earning sixteen, seventeen bucks per okay. hour. The because because I'm studying this degree that I'm studying, it allowed me to get more money. So even though you're doing the same things. Yeah, even though we're, so, unfair advantage already. Hmm. See, so. Yeah, I've benefited greatly from unfair advantages. Mm. Um, right now, oh, I have benefited so greatly from yeah. unfair advantages COVID. because mm-hmm. because of COVID. First of all, second of all, because I'm not an international student, mm-hmm. I have benefited so much. Right, like like they have it so hard, they have it so bad, mm-hmm. it's so horrible. You could say that oh, Aisha, I mean yeah, what some part of me is because the fact that I. put aside that money patiently and I didn't spend it and I didn't have that sort of desire to to blow money and and buy like Sephora stuff whatever 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 it was right there's that but there's also the fact that I had unfair advantages I was living with my parents 
I didn't have to pay for my food for a really long time. I the place that I lived in was like the rent was really cheap. I was working on Sundays, so I got like twice the pay. All this sort of stuff. It's all they're all unfair advantages. They were not in my control. Hmm. I mean, some of them were, but like, y- you get what I mean. So yeah, in conclusion, in conclusion, conclusion, we all have unfair advantages. We should take as much advantage of them as possible. There's actually a book. The reason why I sound so smart about this is because there's a book about uh, this. Okay. It's called... Yeah, I was, well, I don't, oh I'm not... Oh my god, not she's so, so cool. How did you know all this stuff? I'm not a genius. There's this book. The The people who wrote this book are the... Obviously, yeah. they're geniuses. Yeah. Um, there's a book called The Unfair Advantage. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now, now we know. Exposed. Exposed. Yeah, so it's a book called the, uh, and it basically talks about this thing. In fact, you don't even have to watch it. Uh, you don't even have to read it. Um, Ali Abdul, hmm. he's a YouTuber. He made a YouTube video about this whole ah, thing. Ah, yes. It's called the unfair advantage. Okay. Just check it out. Mm. Like, like it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it is, but like, yeah, it'll give you all the answers. So basically, the whole idea of that book is I haven't read it. The whole idea of the of that book is we all have unfair advantages. We need to clutch onto them mm-hmm. as tightly as we can mm-hmm. and use it to build our success, yeah. our pathway for life. Yeah. Um, and no matter what situation you're in, you will have one of these. Mm-hmm. You will def like, you know, I think the way they've written the book, they have really thought about the different... I hope they did. I hope they did. Um, I think there is, like, for every... A lot of different categories, there must be one thing you can latch onto and, and use it to, to, yeah, build your life. Um... So yeah, check it out. We'll put the we'll put a uh, link for the YouTube video in the mm-hmm. show notes yeah. so you can check it out. So essentially, that's what it would be. Essentially, it's it's addictive. Okay. Yes, thanks, Osmo. Essentially, the taxes. Okay. Um. So, yeah, basically, what I'm trying to say is we don't live in a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a fair world. Mm-hmm. But we all have unfair advantages. That allow us to do well for ourselves. Mm. And if we take advantages of these unfair advantages, then I'm not saying everything will be good. Yeah, but that's one way to try and get to that success. Yes. And how you define success. Yeah. Um, Just another thing, though. Because when I... I think if you asked someone, and you, uh, you asked someone, if you could make the world more fair, would you do so? If you had the opportunity to make the world more fair, would you do so? And if someone asked me, I would say yes. So, in a way, me taking advantage of these unfair advantages does not seem fair. Yeah. But I think we just have to remind ourselves that if the world was fair, things would be very different. But it's not fair. That's why you need to be unfair as well. Okay? That's just how... No one wants to be. Besides, these unfair advantages, they're not really entirely based on you as well. They're based on the way you grew up. They're based on how you were treated when yeah, you were younger. Yeah, if you could control, you control it. Yeah. If you could control it, then that'd be great. But you can't. You can't control it. So, and you do want things. You want to be success- successful in life. And everyone has some sort of unfair advantage. So it's not completely unfair either. Yeah, that's right. It's not completely unfair. And maybe it'll it'll allow you to maybe appreciate the world a bit more. Because, yeah, we, we don't live in the best world, okay? Some people that are in power just keep on getting more in power. Mm. The people that are suffering just suffer more. Mm. Um, but in in, a, in the Western world, yeah. you know, in the living in Australia, you can use these to sort of kickstart your life and get to a better place than you are, if you want to get to a better place. So, yeah. It's an unfair world that we live in. It's a cruel world. It's a cruel, cruel world out there. Um, wash your face every day, put sunscreen on, and uh, greet sun with um, a bright smile. I thought, where? What the heck was that? Where did that come from? Um, it's a cruel world out there. So, yeah, take care of yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you should take care of yourself. Don't be cruel to yourself. Yeah. I mean, at the end of every YouTube video, you make ah, hope you're taking care of yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. I do, cause it's important.
Yeah, so important. that's what I'm doing. And then why are you saying what the heck is you? Blah, because blah. Also, I thought it was from a weird commercial thing. And I was going to be like, man, why, you, why, why are you quoting commercials? Okay. Better than that. No, we're not. Culture. But okay. No, I am definitely better than that. As well. This is what self-knowledge is all about. Wait, just wait till you finish writing your book. Every single video, every single place you'll go to, you'll be like, I wrote a book! Buy it! Buy it! I'm not a turd, okay? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't even tell people. No, you'll be like, I wrote a book! Oh my god, if I had a high ego, then I would do that, but I don't, so... Aisha, what does ego even mean, Aisha? Oh, come on, Oswald! She thinks she can write a book and she doesn't even know the meaning of ego. You can write a book, even if you don't know how to speak English, Oswald. What, what kind of... What are you trying to teach people here? I'm just trying to teach them that you're stupid. Nope, I am very smart. This is why I came up with the unfair advantage stuff. Yes. Because I know how to intake in And I, I'm Elaine de Bottle. It's Bottle? Right. Well, that brings us to an end. In the next one, whenever we make that, we will talk about society. Uh, we will talk a bit more about self-knowledge and relationships. Hmm. Yes. Um, hope you enjoyed this little help you take. I uh, hope you're taking care of yourself. Uh, Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, fine. Yeah, so, um, hope you're taking care of yourself. I already said it! I was saying it in a more genuine way. Oh. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Ah, sorry. Listening. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, uh, like what we do, uh, maybe consider following us on, uh, well, we don't really care that much about the follows anyway. Maybe consider chatting to us about these things. That's mm -hmm. what we really care about. We really like it if people actually reached out and said, oh, you know what? This thing you said, I disagree. Mm -hmm. And just tell us why you disagree and, um, you know, we could change our minds. But we like agreements as well. Yes. Um, you can tell us um, if something really helped you or it made you think of something um, and you'd like to share that with us. We, we, we would love that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can contact us on um, Instagram uh, at Car Chit Chats or you can email us as well um, under carchitchats at gmail.com. Yeah, um, yeah. if any of this stuff was interesting to you, maybe check out Elaine de Botton's um, Botton. Um, check out his uh, speech. And maybe check out the School of Life because it's got a lot of good stuff on it yeah. to help you really understand uh, why you're thinking the way life. you're thinking. Yeah, stuff about life. That's what it's called, the School of Life. Wow. Yeah. Um, overall, that's all we wanted to say and share. Hope you enjoyed that and that you're taking care of yourself. And we will see you'll be listening to us next week. <laughs> um we'll be coming to you next week. Yep, we'll be coming. She'll be coming around the mountain. Okay. Okay, goodbye.